Vince Accardi from the Daily Sectionals. Of course, we've had Vince on the last couple of weeks. Over this uh, autumn carnival in Sydney, we're going to be chatting with Vince at this time every Friday. Lots of people have been listening to this via podcast and going back. And, uh, well, last week you were spot on, Mr Accardi. As I say hello to you because you were look dealing with a champion horse and animo, but you were right. He, he improved and he improved many lengths. Good morning, Dave. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Thank you so much. Yes, well, we did see Animo step out and deliver exactly, I guess, to expectation. No surprise. I mean, the market had it marked accordingly, but for those who felt it should have been a lot shorter, we're probably clapping hands. They, they certainly were. Of course, Vince from the dailysectionals.com.au can jump on his website and have a look at all the data and information on there. We're going to jump straight in and have a look at these Group 1's tomorrow in Sydney because I'm very keen to hear your thoughts and the Canterbury Stakes, which we'll get to on the, the flip side after we talk about the Guineas, we've got that sort of international flavour where we've got Artorias with international runs and obviously Imperates and I'm fascinated to hear your thoughts there on those two horses. But let's start with this round with Guineas. We've spoken about these horses uh, before. We've got current favourite with the TAB aft cabin, I'm very interested in uh, Ozapenko and your thoughts on Ozapenko because uh, Ozapenko's price has been $6 into $4.40. And I know this morning on the punters panel, the, the panel were quite keen on, on his chances tomorrow. Right. Okay, so you want to kick off with um, Ozapenko first? Yes, the please. you want to touch on first? Yes, please, yeah. Okay. Well, when we look at this horse's profile, this was one of those runners last start that, there was a high probability this horse was going to be uh, figuring in the finish. It was just all about timing the run. And when you break down that actual run at Rose Hill over 1,400, this is the structure of the race. It went through the first 600 metres half a length faster than standard. And if you compare that to the first up run at Randwick at 1,200, it was six and a half lengths quicker. That's how much improvement the horse made. I also need to note... That's the fastest the horse has been asked to go in its lifetime, which is fantastic to see this horse has that capability. Because when people talk about how fast you finish off, it's all got to do with that, how well you manage yourself through the first section. There was no rest for the horse, Osipenko, between the 8 and the 400. increased its pace only by half a length. So in other words, it wasn't asked for a major lift. But again, when I look at the profile and the footprint of this horse, it was still a new PB for the horse between the 8 and the 400 in terms of how far above the benchmark. And then the last 400 metres, 3.1 lengths faster than standard, which was fantastic. Not the best the horse has ever gone over the last 400, but... I have to say, it was a building momentum all the way, and the data's clearly giving the indication that this horse is now approaching its top. How much is it going to improve is the big question. From a numbers analytical point of view, all the indicators are sort of set to say it's probably got a half length to a length improvement because we have to allow for the step up to the mile. Speed-wise, is probably going to be one of the key factors this race in this race. And also, we have to be really conscious about the rail bias and what lanes are going to be dynamic because the back markers isn't is going to be as easy with the rail in the sixth position. So that's really important to bring that okay. to the forefront. If the rail's in the true... 
back markers, you're getting six to ten off the fence. You can have monster finishes, and you have a big chance of dialing down the lead pack. When you're in this situation, you've really got those five or six lanes to work with for the rail being in the sixth position. Therefore, you may have to look between runners to get your luck because if you tend to scout a little bit wide, there's a high probability you're going to be outside the lanes and disadvantaged. So that's going to be the key with a horse like Osipenko. Pace-wise, it's going to be ideal in terms of the ability to be able to make that transition upwards is not going to be a challenge, but it is going to boil down to where Nash has this in running. And it's not going to be that simple. You say, OK, well, we're just going to push ourselves into a forward position because then you could be overextending and dulling the finish. Vince, um, the panel this morning, there was a few question marks about aft cabin running a, a, a genuine mile based on data and, and your analysis um, in, in terms of the, the data for the, the positioning and running and the track bias, et cetera, possible track bias and, and that rail position. What's your thoughts on aft cabin? Well, here's the, the reality. We touched on that horse pre-race and it was all going to get down to tactics in terms of where, what Tim Clark would do versus Brenton Abdella. Now, the reality was I was of the view if Tim Clark was going to go forward, it's going to be a negative for the horse. And if he was to go midfield, then possibly if he could slot in, that would be great. But he was drawn awkward. So he decided to push himself in a forward motion and Brenton took the sick. Now, here's the un... Well, the, the sad part of the, the whole structure of the race. The horse was asked to go three and a half lengths faster than standard. That was a clear-cut PB for the horse in terms of how much energy he had to use. That was almost seven lengths faster than the run before. The horse is going to tire. There's no question. In fact, I felt the horse held on reasonably well when you know asked for that sort of pressure through that first 600 metres, which the horse had never tasted before. But what I've also sort of unravelled at this stage with this particular runner is this. It's only lightly raced. It shows lots of potential. I mean, the potential comes... Let's look, go back to Sandown last campaign, 1,400 metres. The booming last 400 of 8.7 lengths faster than standard, up a hill. This gives you insight about tremendous straight-line speed. But what this runner may not appreciate at the moment is if, if you're going to use exertion early. Now, if this is a race where we've got solid speed through the first two sections, AFCAB may as well be 25 to 1 or 50 to 1. I don't know. It wouldn't have it anywhere near your market because it's just going to be too much. But the reality is I don't see that happening. This isn't going to be a blistering race. Now, there is the possibility that one or two runners will apply some pressure and put some pace into the race. But you've seen Brenton Abdella last start with Zoo Style. He rode with intelligence. He knew they were running at a good speed and took a sit. I doubt he's going to want to make all the running. Now, if he does, then he's probably going to be the first horse beaten if he does do that. If he runs like he did to his last start, then we're going to have a little bit of orderly sort of process, and therefore Aft Cabin will get the opportunity to breathe and possibly run somewhere between benchmark and two lengths below standard through that first half of the race, which is so important. This will then allow this runner every opportunity for a booming finish. Now, we do have to remember, though, 
You can't afford to give too big a start, though, because the lead pace runners will be at advantage on the weekend. Now, I know there's rain around. We're also taking a, a scenario and a position about what's this ground condition really going to be like. I'm taking a position at the moment that we're going to be on good ground. Now, if the track's wet, and that's not the case, and a lot more rain comes than what was planned. I looked at the YR, which is a tool that all the growers use around Australia. When I say precise, it's an excellent guide to the amount of rain that falls over a given period of time, very close to each of the tracks, and it gives me some good understanding. Now, they're predicting you know, some only, you know, like under a mil tomorrow morning, so I'm hoping that this is going to turn out to be a good track. Vince Accardi from the Daily Sectionals joining us. All right, Vince, just before we move on, for our punters out there listening, based on your observation of the race, analysis of the data in front of you, uh, what horse are you expecting to uh, to run an almighty race in that Randwick Guineas tomorrow? Well, definitely I do have an expectation that both Ask Cabin and Ozipenko will run well. But the other runner that cannot be ignored is Lindemann. Mm. Absolutely cannot. I mean... We can say all the things we want, but ultimately this horse's performance last start was stunning. You look at what it had to do through the first section. It ran 3.3 lengths faster than standard through the first section. Actually, virtually maintained that between the 8 and the 400 metres. And when I look at the overall last 400 metres, the horse still managed to put in a performance of almost two lengths faster than standard. Now, I must note, there was a little bit of a breather for the horse between the four and the two of a length. This still means that the horse didn't run with the perfect energy efficiency. And therefore, the win actually could have been greater. Now, with these type of performances, when they use good pressure from start to finish, there's a tendency to run flat at their subsequent start. But from all the data analytics uh, we use a, a pretty solid platform. It's, it's called it's a, it's a Rappo platform. We have expert form in there, and what it does is it allows us to run a lot of simulation. And when we look at the history, three-year-old colts and geldings, they are not affected by having a, a fast-run race or a tough run. They, in fact, have the capacity to put two or three runs together on end, and therefore. I will not be taking into consideration this horse will turn up flat. I have a high probability this horse is going to run a strong mile. It's just going to get back down to what will Karen do through the first half of the race? How much pressure does he want to apply? Is he going to allow Zoo Tiger to take the front and it'll take the sit, or is he going to make all the running? Mm. And say, okay, catch me if you can. Either way, dangerous horse. Okay, $16 currently with TAB, $16 Lindemann, and $3.70 the place. So for those punters out there looking at the race differently and wanting to follow uh, Vince, that's a horse we just have to circle in our form guide and, and I guess watch and see what happens with its price. We're chatting with Vince Accardi from Daily Sectionals. Vince, we'll look at the other group one on the card, the Canterbury Stakes. It's over the 1300 Gee, there's a, a very big boom on Imperatriz, uh, this Kiwi mare. She's $1.90 currently in the marketplace. Now, I had Simon Denopoulos on the program, Vince, this morning from Racing and Sports. And uh, using the time form information, I sort of said to Simon, well, where does she sit uh, in regards to, to you guys? And he said, well, 
she's very, very good. Um, so she should be definitely respected. Where does her data sit with you when you start to compare it to her Australian uh, counterparts? Okay, so let, let's have a look at this runner's profile. First up, T. Rapa ran three lengths faster than standard, best of the day. When we break down the sectionals, it went 2.6 lengths below standard through the first section, which is the 400 metres. Between the 8 and the 400, ran 3.3 lengths faster than standard. And then over the last 400 metres, excellent acceleration, 5.9 length, 5 lengths faster than standard. Excellent debut, actually went to a new PB. Then second up, a Puka Kara, 0.6 above benchmark, still managed to get into the top 10, but a much duller performance when winning, but entitled to have some flatness off that run, even though it was 20 days between runs. Now, I've got to also make the comment, that first up run was off an 85-day break, and the data does indicate this horse was extremely forward. And probably the, the telltale came out of that last run. It actually did manage to improve again, and it went to 3.4 lengths faster than standard. Now, if I compare it, you know, just based on what we've been discussing over the last two weeks, because I don't want anyone to get lost in translation, I just compare it to Animo. It's a genuine three lengths behind Animo at the bare minimum. Mm. Right? So now we're going to get some perspective about where it sits on the totem pole. This is... A very good mare. A, a lot of horses from Queensland, uh, from New Zealand, don't deliver. But this is a runner that you can be confident that it's going to turn up and run dynamically. Now, with the 3.4 lengths faster than standard performance last start, best of the day, because there was that, uh, you know, the, the riderless horse alongside it, it really did push the horse. So we got to see what it could do. I feel that. Again, tying back to what it did first up, I don't expect this horse to improve any further. So the challenge is this. Is the 3.4 lengths faster than standard or somewhere around that range, give or take half a length, going to be good enough to get on the podium first? Well, when I look at the hurdle rate for this race, it's saying that we need to be better than 2.6 lengths faster than standard to be competitive. And if you can get into the three zone, this is three lengths or better, than standard, then you are having a high probability of getting on the podium. So I see that happening. Now, I don't know what the current TAB price is right now. Of, in, but, of, of the favourite? Yeah. $1.90. She's $1.90. Okay. So that's... <laughs> I compare it to Animo last week. <laughs> this is why I was saying to you, might as well be a dollar twenty Animo, right? <laughs> because the horse is at least three lengths better than this horse, and yet they're giving a similar price. That's not can't be correct. It cannot be correct. Yeah. But this is from my assumption. Now, is the horse worthy of being favourite? Sure. But I feel that um, it's extremely well found, and there might be a number of reasons for that. Maybe they feel the rest of the horses aren't good enough, and that may be the case. Maybe some of these other horses won't turn up. But I'm not so sure about that. I do feel there is going to be competition, and I also feel there'll be a number of horses that are going to rise. Mm. Okay. Well, before we wrap it up, much like you did with Lindemann, is there a horse in this race that, again, just data-wise, that's jumping out off the page at you in this Canterbury Stakes away from the favourite? Well, a couple of things that we should consider. Firstly, let's look at Artorias' performance. First up off a 98-day break back at Ascot overseas. That performance was 3.2 lengths faster than standard that day. 
When I look at the breakdown of that particular race over in the UK, went 2.3 lengths below standard through the first section. And mind you, that's a good pace for that horse. So he was putting in effort. And then I look at the last 400 metres, it went 3.6 lengths faster than standard and did weaken slightly at the end. That was an excellent run. Now, it didn't quite run to that same performance when it went to France. It finished off only running around one and a half lengths faster than standard. So it was a little bit off on that. Then I look at the trial that it had on the 16th of the second, 2.9 lengths below the standard. I love the last 200 metres, which was around four and a half lengths faster than standard, which was excellent. This is a runner that can turn up. And I feel the 1,300 metres is ideal for this horse that could quite easily turn up and run plus three to plus three and a half. This, this horse is, if I'm going pure class, it actually is a classier horse than Imperatriz. But I don't believe we're going to see that tomorrow. But I believe we're going to see enough to see something very competitive. And Golden Mile shouldn't be completely dismissed either. This is a horse that's also very pace-related in terms of shape, and I do see this horse elevating upwards. It does have to find a couple of lengths, but it is a runner that could come into the money. And then the other class runner that, at, at, for the big price for people that are playing multis is probably a horse like Quantico you want to put into your multis. I absolutely love it. Vince Accardi from the Daily Sectionals. You can head to his website. Of course, that is dailysectionals.com.au. He'll be joining us every Friday at 10.30 during the Autumn Carnival. I hope you've enjoyed yourself again, Vince. Yes, I have. Now, I just wanted to just make a couple of points if I could. Firstly, I had a number of emails. The product that everybody should be looking at when they go on the website initially that they can get for the upcoming meeting is the race speed profile. It's been a product that we've been utilising for over a decade. It still remains as a clear-cut leader. We have three-sectional mapping, all the IVR figures there, the most advantaged runners. It's all there. And I did get one email saying if I could be kind enough, if Dave doesn't ask the question, just wanted my view on red resistance, this youngster. Yes. Okay, so if we've got time, I'll yeah. A quick pricey on that. I love that people are emailing and asking. That's fantastic, Vince. Well, <laughs> I was surprised, but at the same time, I'm always here to assist any form student in whatever way that they can. So, okay, let's have a look at this particular horse's performance. In the, in the uh, barrier trial, a couple of things we've got to note. It's only 798 metres, so I just rounded off 800 metres. I can say to you, it's probably the best... 800-metre trial in a decade. This is from a barrier trial, right? From any horse, full stop. What it did on the clock in the trial, and there was some smart horses that trialled that morning, by the way. The last 400 metres was 8.6 lengths faster than standard. Now, you're entitled to go quick over 800 metres. Now, I look at what sort of generation generated speed did it use through the first section, which is only a couple of hundred metres to work with. It was around 4.3 lengths slower than standard. Are you entitled to use that type of energy at the end? No. But what this did is it showed the first hallmark that this horse has got some elite level capability. So be very, very careful with this horse because you have a look at the performance that have won both races at Rose Hill. I've got this... Uh, real crazy view from the data that this might be one of the best horses to come out since Vancouver. That's how much the horse has improved. So be careful. Don't uh, put it in the bin and give it no chance, right? Because I'm expecting this horse 
to be very, very hard to run down. And I know Cylinder's a reasonable horse. Cafe Millennium has to improve a lot to be competitive. So Red Resistance is the big watch horse. And if it does anything remotely to the trial, a lot of people will be very happy. That is very exciting. $1.70 Red Resistance tomorrow in the Todman Stakes. Vince Accardi, you're an absolute gentleman. We'll catch you uh, next Friday. Thank you. Vince Accardi from the Daily Sectionals. Get in contact with him. He's um, always there to assist and help. You can give the office a call on 03 9436 or email info at dailysectionals.com.au.